Namaste and welcome to the River of Wisdom podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient Vedic tradition which reveals that you are pure being having a human experience. I'm your guide by the side, Swamini P. Let us flow, you and I, on the banks of the River of Wisdom. A person with a hangover typically experiences a headache, feels sick, dizzy, sleepy, confused and thirsty. Hangovers can occur at any time of the day but are usually more common in the morning directly after a night of heavy drinking. As most of us have experienced or know, hangovers are caused by overconsumption of alcohol. The person who drank in the night may have already gone to the washroom in the night itself. Seemingly, the drink is out of the system, but the after-effects of the drink continue. Perhaps you drink, perhaps you don't. But there is still the experience of a hangover. An intense incident in the past, an intense role that you play, a habit from the past. All were in the form of drinks consumed then. But the hangover in the present continues in the form of patterns of behaving, thinking and feeling and certain habits. For most part of the day, you are a teacher in a school or college. You are teaching a particular subject matter, directing students, offering guidance and pulling up certain students if they are not performing. So far, so good. Then, you come home. Your children are watching a movie after doing their homework. You are now a parent at home. Or, are you really? You don't allow them to watch the movie in peace. You try to teach values to your children, direct them, offer guidance and pull them up when they are not performing. If you do all of this when it is not required or when the situation does not require it, you have what is called a hangover. You are no more their parent but their teacher. Of course, parenting requires some teaching. No one is denying that. But the child does not require a full-time teacher at home. Having full-time teachers in school works just fine. Thank you. All you can talk to the child about is go through your mental checklist. Did you do your homework? Did you eat your tiffin? How is your prep for the upcoming test? I told you not to talk to those children. They're not good company. You go on and on and on. You do this checklist even with your partner. You're still trying to teach and your child for the most part resists and you feel frustrated. Here I am struggling to keep a full-time job and look at these ungrateful children. On top of it, my children do not tell me anything. The truth is, you are denying the child their parent. The after-effects of your previous teacher role continue into this role. As a parent, you would also share more about how your day was, seek some input into how the house is run, definitely talk about your child's day, 
but not in an interrogative, one-sided way. The child is likely to feel more included in the family and not just a machine who has to go to school and do the homework. In recognizing that you have a job hangover, you shift roles. The person continues to be the same, but you are responsive to what the child needs from you and what you want to offer. Maybe the child needs to rest. Maybe the child needs to be more active. Maybe the child needs to play. Even if there are requirements about doing the homework, you tell the child, I know you don't feel like doing the homework today. You try to finish it and then you can play for some time or I will cook something for you. In this, you recognize both needs, the need to do the homework and the need to play. Or you can involve the child in problem solving and ask how both homework and play can happen. You can then be relaxed only when you relax in your roles. Each role has its fulfillment and challenges. You do what you can to the best of your ability. There is much joy in doing what you can do. You see that you can definitely be a contributor, but never a controller. Professionally, you are a lawyer. Your job involves being analytical, cross-referencing the many sections, and ensuring that the rules of law are applied. Being argumentative, finding limitations in the case of the opposing side, and highlighting them so as to render their case ineffective, is a part of the job. Defending your client, highlighting the merits of your case is what is required. You are very good at your job. The qualities you are required to uphold at work are or become your qualities and your disposition. So far so good. Each person's profession and what they are required to do contributes to their self-discipline, analytical skills, relating to people and so on. But you are not a lawyer 24 by 7 even if your partner is a lawyer. You come home. As you take off your footwear, you take off the role of the lawyer. Now you are a partner. You are happy to meet your partner, share about the day, do the work at home and look forward to a relaxing time together. Perhaps there's not enough time after a long day's work, but you still manage to catch some time with each other and just talk about your day or whatever is on your mind while being available to the other with much affection and warmth. But if you have a hangover, you will find fault with your partner almost all the time, argue endlessly, prove that you are right most of the time. It is time to see that you are not having problems with your partner but you are probably having a hangover from your role or from the past. Sometimes, a hurtful, painful incident from the past has affected you so deeply that you are reacting to it even now. That person used his or her position and used my trust and made me do things I did not really want to. And so in response to that event, I withdraw. Any time I am required to do something in a situation, 
My first response is no. Why? Because I have a hangover. I have not processed that situation. Although the drink is long over, the drink is still in my system. That event is still in my system. That event happened 15 years ago, but the reaction continues. I have to get over this. Whether the hangover is from a past event or a professional role, we can do four things. Firstly, see the effects of a hangover you are having across your different roles as well as the hangover of the past. Secondly, see that you are a simple person with wonderful qualities that fill up your roles. The role depends on you, but you are independent of the role. That is why you can pick up and drop so many roles. In the celebratory event, when you talk to all the people you have invited, you are a mother, a sister, a sister-in-law, a friend, a colleague, a bathroom singer, all one at a time. No roles are all at once. In seeing that you are independent of the role, you are already beginning to be free from the hangover. Thirdly, if the hangover is severe, it may need to be processed. If your reactions to situations and people are related to past events, see the play of cause and effect and accept yourself. Accept that you cannot accept certain things. That itself is a huge step forward. See that you or the other person did what they could at that time. Sure, things could have been different, but they are not. Please go for therapy or talk to a trusted person who can help you out. Getting over the hangover is coming to terms with what happened and responding to the questions. What happened? What did it result in? What did I learn? So if you went through many painful incidents, you will look at the facts. He or she said this. He or she did this. I said this. I did this. He or she did not do this. I did not do this. Whatever it is, whatever is this, you write it all down or say it aloud in a quiet room. Also be aware of how your behavior, your thinking, your patterns changed. The truth is, he or she was a contributor to your patterns. The truth is, he or she is a part of your own karma. You did your bit by hurting yourself further and continuing unconsciously with the same pattern. Whatever happened and whatever was its impact, you now refuse to allow the hangover to run your life. You refuse to allow a pattern to run your life. You refuse the past to rule your present. You refuse to hurt yourself. No, time will not heal. You will heal. Fourthly, you surrender to the God of your understanding. Whatever is the embodiment of love, acceptance and strength for you, that is the God of your understanding. Seek grace to discover new ways 
constructive ways of being, thinking, feeling and behaving. When you are trekking in the forest, you see paths that have been created by people who have walked before you. These paths lead you further. So you walk on newer paths. Earlier, you walked in the same paths which were a part of a maze and you kept getting stuck. Although you kept moving, you could not find a way to come out of the maze. And so, rather than trying to break the pattern and calling ourselves names, we create new patterns. We create new paths. In time, grass and shrubs will grow on the old paths and we may not need to use them at all. They will no longer be our default patterns. We walk on these new paths again and again. We try to be fully present. We try to relate to different people again and again. One day at a time. One moment at a time. Sure, the previous pattern will come back. Sure, the previous way of thinking will come back. It does not matter. You keep walking. You keep doing. You keep relating. You are present to what you as well as the person you are interacting with is thinking, feeling and expressing. You are present to what you are thinking, feeling and expressing. You flow in your interactions. You can now tell the hangover, I care a hang. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, do share it with someone you know. For any questions, requests or observations, do write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-A-T-M-A dot com. And I will respond. Thanks for listening and see you next week.